Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's show of Slice Wrestling Radio. This will be the weekly Tuesday uh, show that will be free for everyone, um, for you guys to get your weekly news and reports, updates, information. Um, initially, when we decided to return this week, our business partners decided and asked, uh, why did you we pick January 22nd? And this is the reason why. As you can see, wrestling fans have a lot to um, look forward to, to be excited about for the world of professional wrestling and WWE in particular uh, with all the new changes, announcements, and moves happening in the world of pro wrestling. So let's get into all the news. It's a massive show. We have a lot to discuss, and we're excited to bring you our insight and additional information of what we can share right now at the moment. So first off, um, WWE announced today... um, at the pretty much the opening of the stock market, that WWE Raw, the new home for WWE Raw, is on Netflix. Now, this partnership will be starting on January 2025, um, and it's a 10-year deal worth $5 billion. Now, in essence, this is a staggering number for me because um, Disney paid, paid for Star Wars in 2012 4.5 zero five billion dollars so in essence netflix is paying more for wwe content than disney paid for star wars now that was over 10 years ago so with inflation and things like that of the economy um, it does make sense for prices to inflate a little bit but it just shows the growth of pro wrestling and wwe as a whole and how far they have come uh, in the past few years, especially in the past two years um, since the merger with TKO and basically Nick Khan making all these moves to move WWE into the future. So it is a 10-year deal worth over an excess of $5 billion. Uh, there's a few terms and conditions that are included in this deal, which is that Netflix can cancel after just five years. So in essence, it'll be kind of like a wait-and-see approach for Netflix. Um, this pretty much will be their first foray into uh, sports and sports live entertainment. Um, so this is new to them. And this term, I think, is, a, is fair for both sides because it allows Netflix to see what WWE is capable after five years. I think that's more than enough time. And then it also allows WWE and the WWE Universe to adjust to this new streaming platform. Now, me personally, as a watcher of all things wrestling, I love this idea because with Netflix, you can download the shows and episodes that you usually watch and then watch them at a later time. Um, So people who have busy schedules, some people work nights, they're not able to be in front of the TV um, at 8 p.m. on a Monday you know, you can set your recorder to download that show, that episode, and then watch it when you come back or the next day or what have you. Um, Another term to this is that Netflix can extend an additional 10 years. So in essence, this could be a 15-year deal or up to 15 years. So you're pretty much looking like WWE could be staying with Netflix or WWE Raw could be staying with Netflix all the way up to 2040. So it seems like with every TV rights deal that comes out every few years, um, the term for them gets longer and longer, which is a good thing because it kind of secures WWE um, and it kind of locks them into a longer contract. So they're able to stay with one home for an extended amount of time. 
Um, so as far as what is the status of Raw and what day of the week will it be, from right now, from what we heard, is staying on Mondays, okay? But that may change, okay? They are looking at all things sports. They are looking at all things live entertainment. They are looking at ratings. They are looking at what is the best night for pro wrestling to be on. And for Raw being the longer show at three hours when they have to go up against Monday Night Football or college football or any other big-time event, um, that's a, a substantial amount of time to sustain the viewer's um, you know, concentration and attention, and attention. So it could be moved from Mondays, but as of right now, WWE has no intention of moving it. Um, SmackDown, for essence, in essence, will be moving to NBC Universal. So that could end up on USA. And may, what may end up happening is you may have Raw on a Monday, NXT on a Tuesday, and SmackDown on a Wednesday. I do not believe that SmackDown ends up staying on Fridays. At least that's from my understanding of what I've heard recently. Um, and there's still a lot of time till we get to the official launch of Raw on Netflix. You know, it isn't until 2025, January 2025. So we'll see. We will update you if we hear anything, and we will let you guys know immediately if we hear anything in terms of what night Monday Night Raw will air. But as of right now, they plan on keeping it on, uh, on Mondays. So the deal is almost $500 million per year. Um, that's a substantial increase from their last deal um, on USA, on NBC Universal. I believe the per year deal on NBC Universal USA was about somewhere around 300, 300 million. So this is a huge increase for WWE, which is the number of what they were looking for. They were looking to get more money per year for their content. So they achieved their goal. Um, and like I said, this gives an option for Netflix to an extend to another 10 years, which brings it to 15 years, or they could cancel after five years. So we should see fairly soon after 2025 how Raw fares on Netflix. Um, what changes? Does the programming change? Does the storylines change? Does the format change? Um, in terms of commercials, I mean, there are different packages on Netflix. Some are requiring ads if you pay for the um, lower price package. And then, you know, they have ad-free packages that you can get that you don't have to deal with any commercials. So the other point to this um, of Raw going to Netflix is that from October 2024, um, November 2024, and December 2024, Raw will have to find a new home. Um, because that, in October 24, that's when the deal with um, USA ends. And the new deal with Netflix doesn't start till January. So that leaves WWE uh, with about three months of no home for Raw. So we should know fairly soon where it ends up for those three months. Um, I could see it going to a temporary home or some sort of streaming service. Um, for that three-month period. <clears throat> so it's definitely an exciting time for WWE and um, WWE fans. Um, there had been rumors of WWE going to Warner Brothers um, that we never mentioned or reported because it just wasn't close to happening. 
Um, and we knew that this was the week to return to reporting uh, pro, pro wrestling because there's just so much that is happening and so much still that is happening with the Royal Rumble this weekend. Uh, we are officially on the road to WrestleMania and this will be the time to uh, sign up for the Slice Wrestling Red Book if you want even more access and exclusive reports and information. So thank you to all who have signed up already. We appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we see your support. And we're hoping to make it fun for wrestling fans. We hope that we are going to give you guys the content that you're looking for without, you know, all that frill. You know, we just want to get straight to the, um, you know, the real raw reports that you're looking for, the real raw um, type of information that you're looking for without all that extra nonsense. So you can just read and, you know, consume your wrestling news content and enjoy your wrestling. Now, the second big part of the story today was, is The Rock. The Rock was appointed to the TKO Board of Directors today, which is a huge, huge monumental and historic uh, day for wrestling, for WWE, for TKO, for the Samoan Dynasty, uh, for the Bloodline, I mean, for The Rock. I mean, just all across the board. In essence, to me, it's equivalent to when Michael Jordan bought The Wizards. Um, you know, besides Magic Johnson, I think Michael Jordan was one of the first pro athletes that like transitioned, that transcend, that tra transcended into that, um, you know, ownership level. And The Rock for wrestling is in essence the first one uh, to do that. Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing for the culture. I think it's going to be great for the pro wrestling business. And who better to be in that director uh, position than one of our own, than someone who has wrestled in the square circle, from someone who's been on the road, from someone who's grinded and, you know, drove and traveled from town to town to make those house shows and, you know, make those dark matches and has just put his blood, sweat and tears into the business and now to be just in a such a prominent position is just a great, great thing, I think, for WWE and pro wrestling and the Samoan dynasty as a whole. I think this opens, this kicks down a huge door for professional wrestlers to basically have another chapter to their career to look forward to after uh, they retire from pro wrestling. So congratulations to The Rock. Um, in terms of what the details are to that deal, he received $30 million in stock, in TKO stock. Um, he can cash, he will be receiving, all right? He will be receiving payments of that $30 million over the next two years, okay? So there'll be like installment payments of that $30 million. But that is a, that is a huge amount of money uh, and that is a big part of the deal. Um, the other part to this deal is that he gets full ownership of the Rock name. Now, as some of you know or may not know, whenever you appear on WWE television, whatever your TV screen name was, that is full ownership and property rights to WWE television. Okay. That's why before Cody went to AEW, um, Cody used to travel 
with Brandy Rhodes and he used to be Cody and Brandy Rhodes because Brandy Rhodes was never Brandy Rhodes on WWE television. So that was like the legal loophole there that Cody was still able to use the, the Rhodes name after WWE. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously when he got to AEW, that had changed. But it's huge for The Rock because he gets to, to have ownership of that Rock name. Um, he can use the Rock name as he sees as he sees fit. Um, he can go by that name now in movies um, and wherever else need be. Um, so that's a huge part to this deal is him getting full ownership of the Rock uh, name. Uh, again, the Rock has been mentioning the Rock versus Roman Reigns uh, WrestleMania match that we reported on on the uh, Slice Wrestling Red Book yesterday. If you haven't signed up, signed up now so you could read the details on that. Uh, but basically, The Rock today said after the TKO deal was announced and his board of directors position was announced, um, he basically said that, quote unquote, The Rock versus Roman Reigns could be the biggest WrestleMania main event ever, uh, period. And that was his stance, his thought on that match, which is true. Um, looking at that match, you know, I think a lot of people will automatically say, well, you know, we rather have Cody have that spot. But if I'm looking at this, knowing that this will be The Rock's probably his last and final match of his career, um, you know, I could do Roman versus Cody another year or I could do it at SummerSlam. If, if The Rock versus Roman Reigns, if there's only one shot to do it and that's at WrestleMania, I take that shot. I don't hesitate. I don't, you know, gamble with... Um, potentially not being able to do that match next year or down the line. I, I, I do that match. I know The Rock wants to do that match. Um, they are planning for this to happen at WrestleMania 40, night two, and that's going to be it. That's going to be the big blockbuster mega match that WWE is going to um, advertise for WrestleMania 40. Um, I think the hype for it alone is already there. Um, when The Rock came back at WWE Raw day one, he mentioned how he would uh, be going out to eat. And he asked the fans, should he sit at the bar? You know, should he sit here? Should he sit there? And he said, well, you know, maybe he should sit at the head of the table. And that was the first, like, tease of this Rock versus Roman Reigns match um, that it's happening. So, again, he's still discussing this. Um, and I just think this deal with him becoming a director is going to be huge for the Samoan dynasty family. Um, and it's huge for people like Roman Reigns, the Usos, you know, Solo Sokoa, and all the other relatives that are, are still in professional wrestling uh, for them to be able to further their career down the line when their pro wrestling days, active pro wrestling days are over. Um, so it's just a huge day in pro wrestling history right now. And in essence, we are looking at an exciting year of, of wrestling and an exciting road to WrestleMania as we move forward. Um, and we're just, we're just excited as you know enthusiasts and people who enjoy pro wrestling. We're excited for pro wrestling and we're excited for the fans. Now, there'll be more information dropping 
on the Slice Wrestling Red Book in regards to The Rock. You can catch that report. Uh, pretty much by the time this podcast drops and you're listening to this, um, we will go into more detail as to what um, WWE and TKO and The Rock are planning moving forward with this new uh, position as him as part of the directors. But in essence, he's going to be way more involved now in WWE. He's going to be way more involved in uh, TKO and UFC. Um, so we're going to see a lot more of The Rock moving forward, which is a good thing. So let's go over some notes of Raw for January 22nd. Um, Raw this week was main evented by Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest. Um, and Seth Rollins also came out to make an announcement on the future of his status due to a torn MCL. So Raw started, kicked off from... Uh, New Orleans in the Smoothie King uh, arena. And Seth Rollins basically confirmed that he has a torn MCL and with surgery, which is what the doctors are recommending, he'll be out three to four months. Um, at this moment, from the last information we received, is that Seth Rollins is going to hold off on surgery until after Mania. Um, we're ready the end of January. There's about maybe two months and a few weeks before Mania. Um, so it seems like he's just going to tough it out. Uh, he did come out wearing a brace on his left knee. Um, so in essence, what will happen is he will go through the match. But I have a feeling that he won't work as much in the match or do any of the uh, big spots that he usually does. Um, now, I don't think he's just going to coast because that's not the Seth Rollins we know, but I think he's not going to be able to do a lot of the, the big, you know, moves and spots that we're accustomed of seeing him do, um, especially at a stage like WrestleMania. So Seth Rollins was out there basically discussing his injury um, you could see the disappointment in his face and then Imperium music hits and out comes Gunther in Imperium. Uh, basically, Gunther made it clear that he wants the Raw World Heavyweight title and Gunther says that he will be in the Rumble, he will win the Rumble and when he does, he's going to pick Seth Rollins. So that is a huge part to all this because in essence it's positioning Gunther in line for a Raw World Heavyweight title. Um, he's, Gunther is already the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion ever. Um, and he's just a really well-packaged superstar. Um, and they could do a lot with Gunther um, in the future. He definitely could take WWE into the next generation. And I think WWE has done a fantastic job with the way they present Gunther, his dominance. Um, you know, he, he has beaten the right people. It's a good balance there with Gunther that it's not, it's not too overwhelming that, like, you see him every week and he has a match every week, but at the same time, it's not uh, too little. It's, like, just the right enough uh, Gunther and Imperium each and every week. Um, after that, 
Cody Rhodes and CM Punk had a face-off, which I think, I mean, we're only a few weeks into 2024, but I can easily see this being uh, the best segment of 2024. Um, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk just basically went shot for shot, blow for blow. I mean, these are two of the best mic workers in the business. Um, they cut the best promos. They are engaged with the crowd. Uh, when, when they come out, <clears throat> the crowd automatically uh, is uplifted because they want to hear what either one of these guys say. And basically, it got really uh, spicy, so to speak. You know, CM Punk started talking about Dusty Rhodes and how CM Punk, his father, was just a blue-collar guy, an electrician, and how Punk... You know, growing up in Chicago, you know, was part of the regular folks and that middle class working crowd. And that, you know, basically CM Punk says that, you know, he, CM Punk, is more of the American dream than Cody. And Cody came right back and said that when, you know, CM Punk dropped that pipe bomb, that was a huge polar shift in pro wrestling, which basically motivated a lot of pro wrestlers today to become pro wrestlers, which is true. And Cody basically said that, um, you know, he went out, um, he, he went out to find his own uh, path uh, when he went to New Japan and he left WWE, he went to New Japan, he started AEW, and that basically that Cody Rhodes says that he is more of CM Punk than CM Punk. So they got nose to nose, face to face. It was a great um, shot. Um, and they are definitely going to end up doing this match at some point. And when they do, I just think it's going to be fantastic because both of these guys have that similar background. Both of them came from AEW and it is just going to be um, an exciting match. As far as the rest of Raw, there's a few results um, that we have here for you. Uh, the New Day and Imperium ended in a double countout. There was a huge spot with the New Day and Imperium um, basically falling through some tables by the tech area, and there was a double countout. Um, then we had Ivy Nile defeat Valhalla. Uh, Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Nia had a segment where the three of them basically discussed their desire to uh, win the Royal Rumble and go on to main event WrestleMania, which ended in a brawl. Then we had Dirty Dominic Mysterio defeat The Miz. Ivar defeated Jed Gable, which was just a really, really good workers match. I mean, some of the spots that they did, the moonsault that Ivar, Ivar did, the reversals and moves, the technical moves that uh, Chad Gable was doing, it was really probably one of the best matches I've seen in some time as far as TV goes. Um, so that is one you definitely want to check out. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark defeated Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Hartwell and Drew McIntyre defeated Damian Priest to end the Raw. All right, so that's pretty much where we're at with uh, this week. There will be a Red Book exclusive report that's dropping on The Rock, like we mentioned earlier. Make sure to subscribe. Um, it's a huge week for WWE fans. Right now, Slice Wrestling has a Royal Rumble giveaway that is active, okay? We have a lot of great prizes, including a copy of WWE 
WWE 2K24. So make sure to get your entry in. Winners will be announced immediately uh, prior to the start of the Royal Rumble this Saturday. Um, and we have a lot of great stuff coming your way this week. Um, there'll be a podcast following the Royal Rumble, which we will review the show and talk about all the action and where everything is headed. And make sure that you're keeping up and subscribing to all our episodes so you don't miss any episodes. Um, that's where we're at. Uh, we will have more information and reports dropping this week, including heading into the Royal Rumble this Saturday. It is going to be a huge show. Um, there's going to be lots of twists and turns, a lot of surprises. So make sure you keep it locked to Slice Wrestling um, and for the rest of this road to WrestleMania. Sign up to the Slice Wrestling Red Book. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss these reports. And we look forward to seeing you all. So enjoy your day and um, be excited for for wrestling moving forward. It's an exciting time as a fan, uh, for the wrestlers, for people in the industry, um, and we're just making historical growth. That's the end of the show. We hope all you guys see you soon. Talk to you after some time.